0: Well, welcome back to our bonus series podcast on our I Am series, where we're diving into the names of God. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a series that we are doing uh, in our Sunday services at Discovery Church at the moment, and we thought um, it would be great to do a little add-on and dive a little bit deeper into the names of God that we've been looking at. So today on the podcast, I've got joining me the beautiful Olivia McDowell, who is our worship pastor here at Discovery. Hey, Liv. Hello. Hello. Hello, okay. and also Zeke Merley is back again, our Young Adults and Neighbourhood Engagement Pastor. So great to have you two here today. Thank Maddie's you. out on the couch, still unwell, but thank you for um, jumping in, Liv, today, but we're excited My to pleasure. hear from you and hear some of your thoughts. <laughs> Thanks, um, so, so far in this series, a quick recap. We started in week one, Matt laid a really great foundation for us on I am and the, and the names of God in general. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't had a listen to that yet, track back the first 10 minutes of that Sunday message is a really great framework for that. And then he also um, led us through Jehovah Jireh in the first week, the Lord is my provider. Mm-hmm. And then this past week gone, which is what, what we're going to unpack today is Jehovah Nissi, mm-hmm. the Lord is my banner or mm-hmm. Yahweh is my banner or y- yeah. Yahweh Nissi. The Lord is my banner. Um, or actually, the other phrase he used on the weekend was the Lord is my standard,
1: mm. which I hadn't
0: heard before, which I thought was a really great way of saying it. Mm. Um, so we're going to dive into that today. Um, as I've just been reflecting on it, I'm preparing to preach this coming week on Jehovah mm. Rapha, the Lord is my healer. Mm. What's been interesting is how much of the law of first mention that we've been working off, which is where we look at when is the first time in scripture that. God is referred to in this way. And actually, it's mm. a really great principle for Bible reading in general. What's the, When you're thinking about a topic or um, a, a, p- a part of God's nature or something in particular, looking at the law of first mention and where it first pops up in Scripture is mm. really helpful place to start when mm. it comes to context because we mm. never just want to lift verses and passages out of Scripture and make them mean mm. whatever we want them to mean. Mm. We need to make sure they're anchored in their original context for the people and the place where it was first given. So the law of first mention of this particular um, name of God, Jehovah Nissi, uh, happens in Exodus 17. Mm. But I was just having a look back through the previous chapters and it's amazing in such a short space of time, the journey that the Israelites go on. So in Mm. chapter 14, we have the Red Sea moment where Moses leads them through the Red Sea, that miracle Red Sea moment. Pharaoh and his chariots are in hot pursuit. They make it through the Red Sea. They find themselves in the desert of Shur, um, or Sir, however you like to pronounce that. But, um, and then we find them at, the, the, at Mara, where the waters are bitter. And we're going to look at that actually this coming week. But then they go from there. They, they find themselves in Elim. And then they, they have a, you know, a period of provision again. But then they're back in the desert again. And they go through these, you know, and then there's the manna and quail moment in Exodus 16, where mm-hmm. the Lord provides food for them yeah. in the desert. Yeah. And then we go from there into Exodus 17, where we hear this story where they have a battle against the Amalekites mm. who were a pretty ferocious mm. uh, opponent at the time and uh, were there mm. to pick apart the Israelites. Um, mm. But the Lord, uh, shows up in that place and and leads Moses and Moses goes up on the top of the mountain and and as we heard in the story on the weekend every time he raised his shepherd's staff which was a great piece of symbolism Mm. for us they Mm. were winning the battle but every time he lowered the staff they were losing Mm. the battle and eventually they claim that victory through Mm. the through the Lord's provision and they Moses builds a temple there and says this place will be called Jehovah Nissi, for the Lord is my banner. The mm. Lord is our banner. And so That's it's actually good. given to the community. Mm. That word and that promise is given to the community. And we've, mm. we're, we're starting to see that sometimes God reveals himself to one person. Sometimes mm. he reveals himself and part of his nature to a whole community mm. of people. Mm. So just first mm. thoughts from you guys, as you listen to the message on Sunday and as you've thought about Jehovah Nissi mm. and what that means for you in your own life, what are the things that that come to mind?
2: I was very jealous because when we set out to do this series, <laughs> I really wanted to preach on this name of God. <laughs> yeah. um, but Matt got that one. That's okay. Um, but no, I just love the the victory element of this story. And mm. I love the imagery of just that banner being held overhead and the staff being raised and just that mm. overall sign of God's provision and um, authority and just yet, yeah, just that victory piece is just something that really resonates in my spirit um, from a, yeah, just my journey and what I've walked through. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just knowing God to be faithful to that in my life. It was just mm. something that story really resonated in my spirit.
1: Yeah, mm. That's so good. Yeah, I think the, the idea of a banner, and we went through a, a little bit of that on Sunday, just like what, what it does and what it is, for us like a banner is is informative and it's um it's obvious and I love that we refer to the Lord as, as our banner because he's obvious in our life when mm. he's at work and um yeah as I, I like thought about it on Sunday while Matt was talking I was like oh I feel like the the banner is a sign of intimacy like it's God's claim over us and mm. his way of saying to us like you are mine and I'm yours and mm. um and I'm, I'm looking after you like that's, and it's an obvious thing. You can hold it, hold it out for the world to see. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, yeah, I think I I loved that, that power that's behind that is having him as our banner over our lives. That's, Mm -hmm.
0: That's great, Liv. That's, um, I, yeah, I, I love that you just brought out that two way piece of it because we can think of the Lord as our banner, as in he's the one that, that is, has won the victory Mm. and when we face any circumstance or situation and we go into that knowing that the Lord is our banner it gives us like a confidence and a Mm. peace but also the opposite part of that and maybe the invitation to partner with God in Mm. that is if God is asked if you think about like any protest you go to or Mm. um, Mm. you know even if you go to a carnival and you're on a team And every team at a sports carnival have their banner or their colours out, right? Or you go to the footy and you know who the Hawks supporters are. You know who the Tigers support. Who do you go for?
1: The Blues. The Blues. Sorry, Zeke, I should (laughs) know that. The
0: Who the Blues, you know, like you you clearly know who goes for who because they're wearing the colours and they've got the banner. And so there is that invitation, like do people Mm. know that the Lord is our banner and do we declare that? with who we are Mm. in our everyday lives in the places and spaces that we go Mm. and also the evidence of are we submitted to the fact that the lord is our banner and Mm. we're living in his victory rather than in our own strength or striving yeah Mm. yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that submission piece i think is like really key because being under a banner you identify with Mm. who that banner represents and so when we're called to represent Christ, it means there is an element of submission mm. that we are to be identified with Him. So, no longer, um, and, and I think that's even beautiful in the context of a church community mm. when we all say we want to be gathered under the banner of God, the banner of Christ, to mm. you know, within the church, it means that our individual differences and our individual um, flaws or even strengths. Don't matter nearly as much as the one who we're representing, yes. and so I think that's a beautiful point you bring up there with the submission piece there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's so
0: good. I feel like the people of God, you know, they go on this journey, this this desert wandering journey. I resonate so much with with Ex, with this with the Book of Exodus, just mm. all all through it, because I just feel like it's such a reflection of, you know, where are people on the move. We know mm. that, but they yeah. they just go through these cycles of like forgetting God's goodness, forgetting mm. His provision, yeah. like literally. Two minutes ago, he's providing manna and quail, like this incredible miracle in the middle of a desert. There's birds covering, birds that are really expensive. Like if you went to any restaurant right now, quail, like that's a (laughs) delicacy. Quail all over the ground, like covering the ground, Mm -hmm. that coriander seed wafer that they get Mm. provided. Like this is literally just happened. Mm. And then they're in this very next scene. It's almost like literally the next day or the next scene and they've forgotten Mm. that God is with them. And they've forgotten that God has led them so far and has provided for them so far and they're upset and they're feeling Mm -hmm. defeated and, you know, and so I resonate with that and, you know, I feel like we have times in our lives where we have really good forgetteries and, you know, God's Mm -hmm. faithful to us one moment and we've literally forgotten it the very next moment and we're grumbling (laughs) and we're upset Mm. and we're despairing that God's not going to come through for us. And so... I wonder for you guys. Like, obviously, we all have seasons where you feel like you go, you're feeling defeated, mm. or you de- feel like you're not winning. Mm. You're not winning, mm. and you're not sure. Like, you don't feel confident that there's going to be a good outcome in whatever circumstance mm. or situation you're facing, whether it's in in life, in relationships, mm. in finances, in a, in a spirit, in your spiritual life, mm. like whatever that might be. Mm. How do we um, and you know how have you from as you guys are on your own journey of faith and discipleship like the invitation here is the Lord's revealing himself to us afresh as our banner as the one who is victorious Mm. in our lives and through our lives and for us Um, how do you lean into that part of God's nature or what do you feel like is the invitation for us individually and as a church in this season why yeah. is God revealing himself to us as our banner afresh in this season
1: mm. mm-hmm. Love that.
0: that wasn't really on my list of questions so no, sorry it's no, great now I'm putting you on the spot
1: <laughs> it's interesting though like I read I read through chapter 17 again this morning and like looking at the physical like combat that's that's happening and mm. well while, while they're having to raise the staff to to win this combat like I think you can draw a parallel to the war of the mind that we're in at the moment mm. like the world is in such a, a war of like emotions and feelings being the dictator of mm. your life and it's almost it's being held up as that is our god at the moment like mm. your feelings are your god and that's you mm. you submit to your to your feelings and that's mm. how you make your decisions mm. and it it feels like yeah that piece about god being our banner and and he is the one we are submitting to that is coming afresh right now for our I think for our church to to resubmit ourselves under his name and under his authority and Mm. and to lay down those you know yeah that I think that temptation to to be under your feelings and and submitting to Mm. I feel this way so I I must be this way. Like, It reminds yeah. me of that
0: scripture, um, of the words of the Apostle Paul when he's talking about, I won't be mastered by anything, mm. Mm. but only but only by coming under the authority of, of the Lord. Mm. And it's interesting yeah. you say that, Liv, and I wonder if that's um, right across our culture or particularly in your generation mm. where that, yes around sure. you know my fi- i will live according to my feelings yet mm. the result of that is you're like a weed being tossed in the breeze and yeah. one minute you're up and one minute you're down and in some ways it's a bit like the people of mm. god right like that's how yeah. they mm. they're like one minute they're up and yeah. they're loving it next yeah. minute they're down and they're crying and they're grumbling <laughs> then they're up and then they're down and then they're mm. up and you mm. know i think you're right like i think god is trying to teach them here hey i'm mm. consistent yeah mm. you can trust me mm. i'm i'm looking after you
1: yeah
0: uh, that you have a role to play in this you, yeah yeah yeah
2: it's pretty yeah. easy in culture to lower your colors if we're going on that banner yeah. theme yeah. like it's yeah. there's a lot of cultural pools that would and and it's even in this story here it would have been easier to just lower the staff and just hope it works out and just take control of it yourself mm. and hope that you know the outcome that you're looking for happens mm. it's harder to hold the banner up but there's so many things culturally that it just in a lot of ways it just be easier if I didn't have to live for Christ in this moment or it'd just be easier mm. if I didn't have to represent hold God to here. Yeah. Mm. yeah and culturally now as well and it's I think it's becoming harder because Christianity is not as widely accepted in our culture at the moment either so Mm. there's a lot of cultural pulls that are just going it'd just be easier if we just lower our colors and not represent and just Mm. we it's like if we're going to go back to the footy team example it's very easy to support your team when they're winning and everything's Mm -hmm. going good but as soon as they start losing those banners go down pretty quickly Mm. and you were saying we got very good forgetteries and (laughs) Yeah, I, I I am very much reminded.
1: Yeah, I love it.
2: Very much reminded of that. I like that word as well. It's a good word. I'm reminded of, you know, Moses when they had the victory. He made a place in which they would remember Mm -hmm. that God was their banner in that moment. And I wonder if we need to do the same thing Mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. We need to create places, um, and even memories or things that. Remind us of who God is mm. for those moments when our banners can easily be lowered, or mm. maybe the victory doesn't seem as clear, or maybe our feelings are starting to guide us. Mm. That's why I love church because mm. I walk into church and seeing other people worship and, and hearing people's testimonies yeah. and hearing people journey through challenges and then come out knowing God has been faithful and victorious in their situation. Mm. You know, the church is a very beautiful reminder of God being our banner.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's great. Actually, I was thinking about that this week, Zeke, because we read all these um, examples in scripture of where they built an altar there and they named it this because this is what happened there. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I was on a um, guided spiritual retreat and um, we had somebody come and share with us about the power of memory stones. And of collecting memory stones throughout Mm -hmm. your life that represent a significant moment that you've had with the Lord. Perhaps it's a promise that he's made to you, a word of Mm. encouragement or, uh, you know, a word of knowledge that he's given you. Something that 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 you can look at and go... That is a a visual Mm. reminder for me of when the Lord met me at that time and spoke to me about this. And so I've started to do that over the last few years. And I've got this collection of really random things. Like some things Mm. are just, you know, it might be a stone from the beach that I was on when I had a moment with the Lord. But as Mm. soon as I pick that stone up, it takes me to that place. Other, I've got some photographs of places Mm. that I've been, um, you know, significant words or um artworks or pictures Mm. like it could be literally anything that's meaningful Mm. to you that's a symbol that helps Mm. you go oh actually yeah that's right that's what the lord has done for me Mm. and yeah Mm. i think there's a lot of value in that and because we don't have the you know we're not a desert people so any more in that we don't kind of have physical Mm. monuments that we would build but what are the ways we can build those practices into our everyday discipleship Mm. that remind us of of um those significant moments like when you Mm -hmm. look back through your life Mm -hmm. where are the flags in the sand all the way along the journey Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I I agree I think we need more of those things Mm -hmm. as we move forward Mm -hmm. Mm. so Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit before just and Liv you talked about um, you know the the battle of the mind Mm -hmm. and feelings and all of those sorts of things Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you think is in the culture of the age we live in right now that are, you know, false gods or idols that have set themselves up against this idea of the Lord is our banner? Like, what mm. else do you see in in culture? And
2: it, 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 For me, it's the, and I was trying to figure out the word, but it's that, that almost self-righteousness that we can have around we are where we are because of what we have done. Mm. Um, and, yeah, yeah like, it, it actually humors me a little bit, like, yeah. when people talk about, like, really talented or like gifted people like you know like LeBron James for example best basketball player ever and there can be a lot of credit given to LeBron James but I in the end I sort of sometimes ask myself the question well who made him Mm. God made him the way that he is Mm. and there's a whole bunch of anomalies that have happened in his life that makes him just like the top 0.99% of people in the world that makes him that talented but I think it's very easy to go, I am where I am because of myself and mm, because of my yeah. actions and because of my choices and forget that everything that we have down to the breath that we're breathing yeah, right yeah. now in this room is because of God. Yeah. yeah. And so the banner submission piece is all that we need to make habits of thanking God for even little things and even the large things. Mm and can constantly living in humility Mm -hmm. understanding where everything comes from
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's good i feel like you touched on that last week as well the idea of the grind like Mm where it's very ingrained in our culture at Mm -hmm. the moment like Mm -hmm. you know i'm grinding hard for this and Mm -hmm. so i'm like i am i'm the best like i provide for myself and i provide for my every need and yeah i thought that was really interesting last week too it was a good pickup
0: um yeah yeah sometimes mm-hmm. there's you know the temptation for us as believers and i'll just own this for myself maybe it doesn't happen to you but you know when things are going really well we give ourselves a pat on the back and we're like i'm totally <laughs> yeah. awesome i nailed that <laughs> yeah. i'm doing really well so but good. when things aren't <laughs> yeah. when things are not going well where i will yeah. switch my sometimes i can be really quick to blame god i'll be like god you're not yeah. showing up Mm. So when it's going well, I want to take the credit. When it's yeah. not going well, there's no way I'm taking the credit. That's yeah. God's problem, not mine, and yep. and and He's not showing up. And so mm. I think there's a challenge for us in that too. Yeah, yeah you know. So um, and I was thinking, Livy, been just in your role, you know, um, as as our worship pastor, but also mm. for our worship leaders, like you guys, every week as we gather in our corporate gatherings, you play this role of holding the banner up and reminding mm. us of mm. of yeah. who we're there for and. And pointing our eyes to Jesus Mm. and you know we always start our gathered times together with praise Mm. and I love that um Mm. but yeah it's a good reminder for us how do we embed how do we embed this nature of God into our everyday discipleship Mm. that we would because I guess the thing for me is when now as I've as I'm going on the journey and getting a little bit older and you look back and remember the times in your journey where the Lord's been really faithful to you when I'm facing opposition now there's a great peace there's a great peace that comes that I feel when I'm facing opposition when I remember that the Lord is my banner because Mm. all of a sudden it releases Mm. the pressure to have to solve it on my own Mm. Um, and I there's a peace in knowing that the Lord is fighting for you or that we're fighting together and we're partnering with him yeah, in so. overcoming whatever it is that's before us. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess as an in- just as we wrap this conversation up today, mm-hmm. what's, what, what's your encouragement for someone who's listening today and maybe they are in a season where they're like, I just feel defeated. Mm-hmm. This, this situation that's in front of me right now feels way out of my control and I feel powerless mm-hmm. to change the outcome. Mm-hmm. What's the encouragement for someone in that place today just as we mm-hmm. close?
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's there's something really powerful that happens when you when we worship and I love that we open church by doing that because it it lifts your eyes from an insular perspective and from I'm so bad at this I'm so like I am looking at all my faults and all of all of my shortcomings and it 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 lifts your eyes heavenward yeah. and it lifts your eyes to to God and him as your banner and and what he does in your life and, um, just not even that, actually just the character, like his his strong character that he's like, he is a God of victory and he's, he's a God of goodness and kindness and he's powerful in your life. Um, I think we can get very caught up in our own shortcomings and forget that when you submit to, to God, like you're allowing him to do whatever he wants. He can and will do in your life, and that's yeah. I think that should be really encouraging for us to be able mm. to lay lay ourselves down like that. Mm. Yeah,
2: mm. I think yeah. the great reminder for me was that in terms of um, simple acts of obedience can make a really big difference. Um, like because if you look at Moses, if the staff was up, they were having victory, yeah. and if the staff mm. was down, there wasn't victory happening. Very very small thing in the physical, mm. but very small acts of obedience mm. in the physical can change a lot in mm. the spiritual mm. and actually can start bringing victory. And so it's that trying, and, and I'm trying to remember, maybe it's, you've said this, Jody. I'm trying to remember who said it to me, but like, we're very, we're very inclined to go to the path of least resistance mm. and trying to just walk the easy road when sometimes just an act of obedience mm. can break something not just in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm that actually brings victory into our lives and situations. And so that's mm. that was the reminder for me this yeah. week. Mm.
0: Great. Love it. And that final reminder that, you know, that picture of the shepherd's staff, a really, a really common everyday implement that everybody had and that reminder that, mm. that God uses ordinary people mm. to do extraordinary things mm. uh, when yeah, we when we follow him and when we walk in trust and obedience to him. So that's awesome. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for being part of the conversation today. Uh, next week, we're going to be unpacking Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. So looking forward to opening up that scripture. If you want to get ahead, we're going to be diving into Exodus chapter 15. Um, but we're looking forward to having you guys back on the podcast next week and feel free to join us on Sunday on site or online. Till next week.